This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't gotta wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now. Go make yourself a drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, we don't give a fuck. The deal is done, and the cake been baked. They need to come on with a drum or whatever they're gonna do. What's cracking, pimps? What is going on? Welcome to episode seven of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I am your host, Taylor Dunn, and before any of you say anything, I know I'm a little bit late with this week's episode, okay? I'm sorry. Busy, you know? Been moving out of the house. That's how, that's how we do it. So, yeah, I've been just getting ready for this move. Uh, as I've said before in previous episodes, um, you know, my entire family and me are about to move cross-country to San Diego, California, and I'm extremely excited. And I've just been trying to get all of that situated and figured out. Uh, it's been a little bit difficult, and it's been eating up a lot of my time, to be 100% honest, you know? I mean... Between just what we okay, so the big dilemma is we when I went out there in April, I applied for a house in a nice community that me and my wife both liked, but we got put on a waiting list, okay, because the housing market in San Diego is crazy and we basically got the runaround. They told us, yeah, we're probably not going to have anything ready for you by the time you arrive. And even, you know, at that point, it may be two, three months before we have a house ready for you. So we started looking elsewhere. And I was under the impression that as soon as I got there, I was going to have to go house hunting and figure out a place to live. Fortunately enough... Um, the housing company called me and told me that we had a house and it's going to be ready for us right after we arrive. And, you know, we're still, we're going to go check it out. Um, me and my wife, that was another thing too. Uh, originally my wife and my daughter were going to, uh, stay behind and I was going to go out there and get everything ready so that when they get there, because it's a completely new place, I wanted my wife and my daughter to be as comfortable as possible, have a house that they could move into, furniture ready and everything. 
you know. But, uh, you know, luckily, and that was the thing, too. I was going to have to drive cross-country by myself, and I was like, well, I've never done that before. I've only gone with somebody one time. You know, what if something happens? So I asked my mom to go, but then my mom told me she wasn't going to be able to do it. So I was scrambling around trying to figure out, you know, am I just going to do this by myself? How is this going to work? And I ended up just saying, you know what, hey, my daughter is going to stay with my in-laws and then, you know, my wife and me are going to drive. And I'm, I'm really excited about that because, you know, I want my wife to see it. She, you know, I thought it was amazing going out there the first time. And, uh, you know, I'm sure she's going to love it, get to see where she's going to live. And then, you know, I'm going to hang out for a little bit. I got a buddy out there that's going to let me stay with them. And uh, my wife's going to come back and she's going to hang out for a little bit with my daughter. And then once the house is good to go and ready, I'm going to move them out there and we're going to live out our lives and shit. You know? So I'm super excited. But yeah, that is more or less the reason behind the delinquency of this episode. The reason it's late is because I've just been really, really busy, man, you know, and that's how it is. Also, um, big shout out to Boots Down South, okay? I know it may be a little bit hard to see that logo, but I put up the ad um, at the beginning of the episode. Uh, these guys are super cool. I like a lot of their products, and I just reached out to them and was like, hey, you know, I'm looking to, you know, put some products or some type of sponsorship on my podcast. I'm not, I'm not asking for money, anything like that. Just send me some of your stuff, and I will rep it on the podcast. And they were like, absolutely, man. And they sent me out a lot of cool stuff, a couple of stickers, a couple of koozies, and uh, I couldn't be happier with it. These shirts are super comfortable. They got the pocket tee, which is like the best version of a t-shirt you can have because, you know, I mean, I just throw stuff in there like that, you know. If you're over the age of 18, a pocket shirt is the only type of t-shirt you should be wearing as an adult male, straight up. Because what if you, you know, what if you got to do something and you just Look, it's right there, you know? That's just the how I look. I know it's lame, but I be smoking this jewel, and I, you know, I lose it all the time. Before I even started recording this, I lost it and spent 15 minutes looking for it. And now look, watch that. There it is. There it is, right there. Boom! If I was to walk around with this in the street and somebody shot me, it may stop a bullet. Maybe. If it's like a low caliber weapon. And then you know what? I would be thanking uh, the Jewel people and I'd be thanking the Boots Down South people for sending me this pocket t-shirt. Okay? I love it, man. It's fantastic. So yeah, big shout out to those guys over there. Um... But yeah, man, uh, it's been a pretty wild week. I've just been running around and trying to get all this stuff situated before we're supposed to move, and it's, you know, coming down to the wire. 
and I noticed uh, I waste a shitload of my personal time on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, I just like I've I've talked about this a little bit before, I think, but I've noticed that. I will spend two hours just scrolling through Facebook. Like, me and my wife will sit down on the couch to watch something, and I'll literally just be on my phone doing like this, and then I'll look up, and I won't even know what the fuck we're watching. And we're sitting down, like, watching a movie together, and then I'm mad at myself because I didn't pay attention when I was supposed to be watching it, you know? And I just, I started feeling like, God damn, I spend way too much time looking at this phone and, you know, I'm not getting anything I want to get done. You know, I'd rather spend that time like writing or engaged in something else. Even if it was, you know, like playing the PlayStation, I enjoy doing that and that keeps me away from just all the negativity on my phone. You know, like... Look, I don't like to get morbid on this podcast, but, you know, it is something to address. With the big shooting that happened in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, you know, it's horrible what happened, but I just see so much negativity. People arguing about gun control and you know, this is what we should do, and they're they're showing the shooter's face all over Facebook and, you know, Instagram, and I just, you know, it's, it's horrible, and I don't want to, I don't want to subject myself to that shit constantly, you know, constantly getting into arguments with people, like, there was a little period of time where I, like, went on Facebook to look for an argument with somebody. And then after a while, I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? You know? Because I would spend two and a half hours going back and forth with somebody over something that really didn't matter. And then I would just be like, wow, I just wasted three hours of my day arguing about something stupid. It's pointless, man. And I just see that with so much stuff. Like, I like Instagram a lot more than I like Facebook. And I just look at them out of boredom. And everybody's blaming, like, violent video games for this shooting. And nobody's thinking about how much time spent people spend looking at social media and the effect it has on just... It's just a constant... Like, every time you go anywhere, look, this is what I've decided to do. This is the whole gist of what I'm talking about. I've done this before, but I really didn't commit to it. I've decided to go on just a social media cleanse. Now, before you say anything, I know you're like, oh, well, you posted this video, the link on Facebook and on YouTube. Yeah, I know that. I still have Facebook and YouTube and, uh, you know, Instagram and all of that because I'm trying to run a business here. 
you know? And, uh, but it does, I don't want to look at it constantly because I don't have anything to gain from that. So I just decided I deleted Facebook off my phone. I still have a Facebook. It's just not accessible on my phone. I deleted Instagram off my phone. I deleted Twitter off my phone. I deleted Snapchat off my phone. And after like a day and a half, it was amazing how much better I felt. And I mean that like physically, mentally. And I think that's something that people really need to address. With, you know, there's so many studies out now about mental health and you know depression in people and like I don't feel like a whole lot of people are really touching on the fact that people are just streamlining streamlining negativity into their face every day and when you unplug yourself from all of that when you get off of Facebook and you get off of YouTube or not YouTube because I still have YouTube on my phone. I watch videos and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, I'm not going to just sit and watch videos for extended periods of time just because I'm bored. You know? Like, I like to watch videos while I'm eating breakfast. Anyway, I'm getting off subject. The thing is, when you're walking around and you don't have Facebook and Instagram like immediately accessible, you realize it. After a little bit, you start to, you know, you'll just be standing there and then there's like a lull in a conversation. You'll pull your phone out and try to open Facebook. And you're just like, what am I doing? I'm standing here talking to people. And I just got bored with their conversation. I just pulled my phone out to start scrolling through Facebook. And I was like, that's really rude. I can't believe I was doing that with people. And then you realize... It's become a habit. You are addicted to your phone. Whether you think you are or not. Like, I'll come home some days, and I've, I've gotten to the point now where I just go upstairs, I plug my phone in, and I leave it there. Because I just don't... I want to be away from it for a while. And you feel so much better. If I have a day where I just sit and just scroll through Facebook or I scroll through Instagram for three, four hours at a time sometimes. Not all together, but, you know, when you look at your screen time on your phone and you can see, like, what apps you've used so much throughout the day, go on there and look at that sometime, and that shit will blow your mind. How much time you are spending just looking at Facebook. You know? Looking at Facebook, looking at Twitter, looking at Instagram. And then when you add all of those together, it's like like at the end of the week, I looked at mine right when I decided to stop. I was spending like 30 plus hours a week looking at my phone. And I was like, I'm using over a day of every week just staring at my phone. Like, I could have put that towards something productive, you know? It's crazy, man. So I've just decided to clear all of that shit out because 
I don't want to. I don't want to live like that. You know, like everybody has so much nostalgia and talks about. I know this is getting like real serious for a goofy ass podcast, but this is just what I've been thinking about lately, man. Like everybody used to not have this type of accessibility to social media. You know, like it, it started out and it was just on your computer. And I remember being on MySpace at two o'clock in the morning, messaging some girl, you know, trying to get her to go on a date with me or be my girlfriend over MySpace Messenger. I still remember what my MySpace email and password are. I log on there every once in a while. Just to, you know, let them know I'm still with it. I think MySpace turned into like a music website or something. But, uh, that used to be it, man. That's where it started. Everybody got plugged in through MySpace and then, you know, Facebook came along. And I remember Facebook was just like, I remember Facebook coming along and everybody being like, oh, Facebook is for old people. Because I was like 13 years old when Facebook... Facebook had already blown up, but I didn't really know about it until I was like 13, 14 years old. I think I didn't have a Facebook until like 2009. And all I was trying to do was just talk to girls that I went to school with that I was too scared to go up to and talk to in person. You know, because everybody thought I was weird, which I was, too. I mean, I can admit that. I've always been weird. But that was the thing. I realized that, like, I I was constantly trying to fit in with people. And that's all really Facebook and Instagram is. It's just an extension of you trying to be popular from high school. If you break it down to brass tacks, how many followers do you have? How many likes did you get on this meme? How many views did you get on this video? That's all it really boils down to. So, I think it's just the, it's basically the high school experience on a bigger scale. Now, anybody can be famous through the internet. So, people are addicted to that. They like it. And, I remember, I know this is going in 90 different ways, okay? But that's just how... We're going off the rip today, pimps. It's the Mac Daddy Seminar. I haven't talked to y'all in a while, so I'm just going straight off the dome. But I remember being in high school. Not not high school, but like junior high. That's when I really, I guess, hit puberty. Like really started to. And all I wanted to do was get with some girl. That's all it was. And uh, I thought, oh, I could be on the football team and do that. And I wasn't very good at football. And I was like, oh, I could play baseball and I I can get some girls that way. And I wasn't very good at baseball. And then I figured out right around the 10th grade that what I was good at was making people laugh. Now, I get it. Okay, I'm not a professional or anything like that. But 
you can be funny and not be a professional comedian. I get that. And that was what I figured out. Like, when I started being myself, that's when it clicked. You know? Me and my wife were talking about it the other day because we were cleaning up the house and looking at high school yearbooks and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't want to go too far into depth with that. Nobody cares, you know. Oh, I was I was cool in high school. I don't. Nobody cares. And at the brass tacks of what I'm talking about, nobody cares that much about what's going on with you personally. And once you've accepted that, and you don't care so much about what's going on on Facebook or what's being put out. Like, I don't even know what's happening in the news today. And it's such a good feeling. You know? I have no idea. Like, if a major shooting or something happens, God forbid, you know, something terrible happens, I'll get, like, an alert from Apple News. But... I don't want to see that all, like, constantly people arguing about it. and It's just, it's not good for you mentally. I see all these memes about depression. And people, I don't know how people think it's funny. There's memes about, like, oh, I guess I'll just kill myself. And it's supposed to, people laugh and... I don't get it, man. Like, if you look at enough memes about killing yourself, isn't gonna isn't that gonna make you more depressed? It's like a a fashion thing now, almost to be depressed. I don't get it. I don't know. I get depressed too. You know, it happens to everybody. Where you just feel down for no reason. And I mean like down, like you just, I'm just going to go take a nap. You know? It's not, I don't think anything's wrong with me. I just think it happens to everybody. But I think being so plugged into your phone is definitely something that has to do, I've been talking about this for 20 minutes. And I know, I I should change the subject, but I will, just... Look, if you, I feel like if you constantly feel just drugged down and like, oh, I don't have enough time to do this, and oh, I don't have enough time to do that, and I just feel like I'm torn in 70 different ways, just leave that cell phone alone for a little while and see how much better you feel. See how much more you get done just by cutting that off for a while. But that's enough about that. Um, Yeah. I've been watching a bunch of movies, though. Since I've, like, gotten completely off my phone, I've been like, you know what, I'm just going to watch movies. I'm going to watch movies that I've never seen before, and some of the movies I just like to re-watch. I've been watching a lot of westerns lately. I just, I love the idea of a Western. 
I don't know why. I guess I I think I'm I'm finally reaching like dad status when it comes to what I'm entertained by. Like I still like to laugh and be goofy, but I won't watch a comedy because I think it's dumb. I was sitting, I was sitting here with my wife the other night, and we were watching, um, we were watching something with my daughter. I can't remember if we talked about this the last time, but uh, we were watching Dunstan Checks In, which is that's my daughter's favorite movie right now. It's Dunstan Checks In, and I'm not kidding. It is funny. It's a movie, if you've never seen it before, it's a movie that came out in the mid-90s, which that was like peak Disney. It came out in the mid-90s, and it's just a movie about these kids that live in a hotel with their dad, and a monkey is there. And it's such a stupid concept, but it's actually a good movie. And I'm like... I'm watching it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm telling my wife, I'm like, they don't make movies like this anymore. Everything that comes out now is stupid. Literally, almost every movie is dumb. Like, I want you, if you're, if you, if you're watching this, I want you to tell me either in the comments or PM me, what was the last fantastic movie you saw in the theater? And I guarantee you, 90% of you are going to say something that was part of a franchise. What was the last great movie you saw in the theater? I'm curious to see what you guys are going to say. Because... You know, I only go to the theater anymore maybe three, four times a year at most. Only when I really want to see something. I don't want it to be spoiled. I want to know immediately what happens. The only other movies for the rest of the year that I'm going to go see probably the week they come out are It Part 2 and Joker. That's it. Other than that, there's nothing else I want to go see. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, everything's just so dumb. And that's another thing. They just keep remaking... I talked about this a lot on the last podcast, I know. But everybody's hating on The Lion King. And I'm like... It's like you guys set yourselves up to be upset about shit. You know? Like, oh, you're mad that they didn't sing as much in The Lion King? Did you just want to hear the same soundtrack over the same movie? Like, just watch the, the original movie again! I didn't like the new Lion King... Well, they're not just going to... They said it was pretty much exactly the same thing as the, the cartoon Lion King. 
except they changed around some of the songs. It's a live-action remake. Like, it used to be they would just, they, somebody would read a book, and then they would make a movie about the book, and everybody liked the movie more, in some cases. But now they're doing it with movies because nobody wants to read, you know? Like, they're just remaking another movie that happened 20 years ago. Like, I'll go see something in theaters, and I'm like, I wonder if they'll remake this in 20 years. And it will suck. Guess it's a frog or something. I don't know. Anyway. But yeah. Like, I remember them talking about them remaking Forrest Gump for a while. Why do you need to remake it? The whole movie is about this span of time from like the early 50s to, like, late 90s. Why do you need to remake that? You know? Are they going to remake The Dark Knight and somebody's going to pretty much try and exactly be like Heath Ledger's Joker? Like, what are we doing, man? Everything is so stupid now. And when like an original... And that's the whole thing I was trying to tie into Dunstan Checks In. Especially with kids movies. Like, a kid movie now that's... Like, I don't even know if they do Disney Channel original movies anymore. Disney just wants to make as much money on one movie as they possibly can. But they're not thinking about the next generation of Disney lovers because they're just like, oh, they can just watch all of our old movies. Which they can, I get that, but what about stuff like Dunstan Checks In or Parent Trap or Holes? That was a great Disney movie and it wasn't like a cartoon that's what I'm trying to instill in my daughter. I want her to watch... Yeah, she can watch cartoons and whatever, but I want her to watch movies with real people in them, you know? Even if it is goofy. Like, we watched The Mask the other day together, and she loved it. You know? Because that's what I grew up watching. I don't want her to just constantly be like, like, there's shit that I let her watch on Netflix that's literally like, and that's how they talk to each other the whole show. It looks like something that they would make fun of in South Park, you know? The whole show is like that. They don't even speak, and she thinks it's hilarious. There's this one show called Larva, and it's literally just two worms that just fucking fart all the time. And she loves it. And I let her watch it sometimes. I'm not saying I, like, restrict 
everything that she does, but it's the same thing as being plugged into that phone all the time. If you, if that's all she knows, and that's all she's watching, she's not. You learn more than you think you do. And if you're constantly looking at negativity, it's going to affect the way you think. If you constantly look at stupid stuff, it's going to affect the way you think. That's all I'm trying to say. So if you just look at memes all day that are stupid, like I like memes too. I'm not trying to like knock anybody that likes memes. But if you constantly look at memes... Don't you think that would affect the way that you think a little bit? I don't know. It's crazy, man. Like, I want to know seriously, like, if any of you are already doing this or you watched this and it inspired you to get off of social media... Or, you know, start, like, not binge-watching just the next show that they put on Netflix. Because, God, they they put some stuff on there. And I'm like, this is just that show again. I don't know, man. We have a real problem that I don't think enough people are talking about. And it's... Like, I get it. This is just the way things are. I know I keep touching on this phone thing, but this is what I've been thinking about the past week since I, like, unplugged from everything. And we have a real addiction to these cell phones. And I get it. That's just the way things are. This is how, you know, the late 2010s and early 2020s are going to be, but, I mean, what is it you're going to evolve to? You know? Are we going to walk around with, like, glasses on and, you know, that's all we're going to see is Facebook updates and ads? And, like, I started thinking about it as soon as whenever I talked about something, I would see it pop up in my timeline on my phone. That is... Very, very weird. Now, I don't care. I'm not worried that Facebook is listening to me, but I'm just saying. That's a weird thought, man. To be talking about dog food and then you see an ad for dog food pop up on Facebook when you have no reason to be thinking about something like that, you know? I don't know, man. I just keep talking about this phone thing. I think I'm going to wrap this one up. Once again, I appreciate all of your comments, all of your messages, but as now you know, if you've listened to the entirety of this episode, if I don't respond right away, it's because I don't have a lot of these things. But I try to stay on top of it. You know, I try to... I just log into my computer, look at my messages... You know, look at my comments, look at all that, and then I get off. So once again, I appreciate all of your support. Once again, shout out to Boots Down South for sending me these t-shirts. I really appreciate them. Um, 
you know, be on the lookout for more videos. Like I said, I'm about to move, so these are, you know, these may be few and far between. I'm trying to do them on a weekly basis, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing as much as I can, but I'm not really able to sit down and do these as much because, you know, pretty soon all of my furniture is going to be out of the house, and pretty soon I'm not even going to have a house. So, but I'll make it work. You know, for those of you that continue to listen, I really appreciate it. And as I always say, I'll see you guys next week. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't gotta wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now.